Well, howdy, dear listeners. Just a couple announcements before we get started today. First, we're going dark for a bit after this week's episode to give our team a much-needed break over the holidays, which means no new episode this coming January 2nd. But don't you worry, we'll be back with a regular episode January 16th. And, since we'd never want to leave you hanging, on January 2nd, we're going to give you a sneak peek at our upcoming Patreon-exclusive behind-the-scenes show, Mage Hand Down Low. Oh, wait, did I bury the lead? We're also launching a Patreon! Starting January 2nd, you'll be able to subscribe on our Patreon for all kinds of fantastic goodies and bonus content while helping support creators who just want to bring you more of what you love. So, without further ado, on with the show. Mage Hand High Five. I'm your Dungeon Master, Casey Pappas, and with me, ranked based on how eagerly they volunteer information about themselves. (laughs) (laughs) We all know the answer already. Uh, Do we? (laughs) I don't know that I do, actually. Eagerly Uh, is is the key word. Most to least eagerly. Okay. Sarah McStay. Oh, hello, Sarah McStay, oh. playing Salome Brar, and uh, Salome's a little more reticent with information about herself than I am. <laughs> uh, Robin Langenhop. <laughs> All right, I'll accept that. <laughs> Robin These Langenhop. were close. Hayden <laughs> Kincaid, famously reticent. In fact, we'll give you wrong information. <laughs> and Max Weinberg. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm Max Weinberg. Uh, a little surprised I'm here, but uh, Stump uh, will tell you some stuff and won't tell you others. Casey, I fundamentally disagree with your list. Really? We interrupted okay. a Max anecdote to begin this recording. No, I need I you done. to understand that one time I asked Max what his favorite color was, and he didn't answer. I am colorblind! <laughs> I don't have an answer to that specific question. Uh, great. Shall we delve right in? Why not? Last time on Mage Hand High Five. Stump has a bad dream about the amulet and the door. Hayden notices the amulet seeming to sync up with Stump's heartbeat. They wake Stump up, and after a conversation, trade magical items. Stranger's hat for the amulet. Salome has a heart-to-heart with Professor Portins about their families. The group arrives in Twin River and notice Dr. Bancroft is set to give a presentation that night on the mysteries of Tellera. They head to the local USPS office and send messages. Hayden to Winona, Stump to Cordrin, and Salome to her Aunt Lila. Only Lila does not respond. The trio go shopping, and Stump is kidnapped by Maverick LaMarche, the city's kingpin. He wants to know where the real stranger is, and after a short interrogation, reveals the other person who wants to know. Grand Inquisitor of the Church of the Eternal Flame, Lucinde Courtois. Hayden and Salome, let's pick up with you. You're both shopping. (laughs) Do we have to? (laughs) Yes. Shopping is important. I want to find out about our friend. Yes, you do, for the suspense. Oh, no. So the... 
sort of the main town square of Twin River is this large platform between the two sort of bridges in town. Um, sort of spans across. There are tons of market stalls. It's big enough to get lost in. Like, it, it is no small market square. And sort of towering over the market square is the clock tower in the center of Twin River, which also doubles as a large sort of large scale residence uh, within town for some of the more upscale uh, members of the community. I think we would have. I think it's safe to say that given it's that it's such an easy place to get lost in, I'm going to say we probably would have been like, let's meet up at this time at this place. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, probably. I, will, I don't think I would have just left without a meeting place. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we. Maybe there's a specific shop or like the clock tower. Even the clock tower is on one side of the town square. On the other side of the town square is the Twin River Auditorium. Where would the pastry shop be? Pastry you got shop. Got a pastry shop? Yeah, there's a pastry <laughs> shop. Um, it is. It's called the Little Bun. Oh. Now, friends, we're going to end up at the Little Bun one way or another, so we might as well just meet up there later. Yeah, sounds good to me. Hayden, we going shopping? First thing, you and I got to get to a clothier, because we need to fix this situation. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, listen, I'm still kind of a dress gal, so I do want to find something, like, you know, still kind of nice, but but maybe something a little more adventure-ready, yeah? Oh, for sure. A little less flashy. I have some ideas uh, for myself as well, so we'll kill two birds with one Incredible, let's go. <laughs> I'm so mad we're not able to suggest the shirt, the skirt with jeans look. We, <laughs> I believe it's already been considered and discarded. Thank you. Yeah, it's probably for the best that Stump went off on his own. He was talking earlier about a skirt with jeans, and I, I didn't know how to let him down easy, but... The, the sartorial <laughs> arts are not exactly his forte. He looks good in a black Stetson, but you know those people who just wear all black because that's what they know how to do? Like, it's kind of... I'm sure he's wandered around some weird little mushroom spot looking for ingredients or something gross, and he's just having the time (laughs) of his life. Oh, yeah, he's just rooting around somewhere. (laughs) Great. There is a tailor in town. Uh, You head over there, and it's called One Bad Stitch. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Inside there is an elderly tiefling man sitting behind the counter, and he says, Welcome to One Bad Stitch. Is there anything I can do for you? We do have some particular interests if, you've, if you're down for something customized. That's what I do here. I customize to the client's content. All Perfect. right. Can't wait. Salome, do you want to jump in first? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, Salome steps forward, and I think it's just very clear that she feels really out of place uh, in in this kind of fancy dress she's got on. The tiefling sort of looks you up and down and goes, are you sure you're in need of custom tailoring? Uh, You do have a little bit of what looks like singe marks on yours, but I could touch those up if you need. It's, It's a good eye, actually. No, you know what? I'm kind of looking to get rid of all this uh she used to have seven more bustles on this exact dress i did they're all in Ah. here and i pull them out of the bag (laughs) six other petticoats in the bag too too fair a a bad bustle just you you, what can you do with it you know it's hard to overcome you know it kind of pulls the whole look together but no Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm actually looking for something a little maybe uh a little bit less ostentatious a little more adventure ready uh not quite as as flashy. Of course. Maybe something pink still, though. Of course. And do you have, uh, since you are the adventuring type, are there any sort of 
Well, I will assume that there is sort of an armor built into what you're wearing, and that that should also be included into into the next oh, yeah, the this sets course, of clothing that we're looking to put you into. Yes, this corset is made of mithril, so I would like to hold on to that. Well, let's see what we've got. Love it. Oh, I'm so excited to be out of this thing. Man, I hope Stump's having as good a time as we are. Uh, the tiefling sort of ducks behind the desk. You see him pull out a little bit like a swashbuckling dress. It's oh, yes. very <laughs> flowy. It's it's easy to move in. It doesn't uh, the hem doesn't go down far in the front so as to free your legs for moving. But it's it's still pink, uh, a little floral. Uh there's sort of a floral pattern along the neck, much more adventure ready than what you've got on now. Oh my god, it's Perfect. I love it. Oh, you've really outdone yourself. Thank you so much. Perfect. There you are. And for you. Oh, of course. Now, here's my unique situation. I have the tendency to, let's just say that my size and shape can be somewhat inconsistent. Um, You're you're looking for something that can accommodate you, just in general. Ideally, something that has, um, you know, I love a duster. I love a long coat. The more pockets it includes, the happier I will be. Oh, of course. Um, So he lays out a couple of, like, three-piece suits in front of you, and they're all, they are the type that you could see someone at a vacation weekend. Like, it doesn't scream business, but it also doesn't scream unprofessional. Can we add a dash of, je ne sais quoi, a a dash of... (laughs) I was going to say that. <laughs> Hayden, I still got Luther's ascot if you want to use that. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that's, a, that's a fashion choice that even I don't think I can pull off. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't think he was pulling it off too well either. <laughs> that's straight up a cursed magic item now. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, can you, uh, can you find a way to dispose of this? I don't know what you want to do with it, but I think it might be magically desecrated. It lit up when I was doing a spell the other day. <laughs> the... Tiefling takes it and goes, <laughs> Can I get something with a long coat for when I need just that extra hint of drama? Oh, there you go. <laughs> An eye for a good coat is hard to find these days. You know what? I have not been fair to you two. What do you mean? You've been lovely. I've been holding back. Oh. And pulls out a, like, steamer trunk. And opens it, and inside is a folded coat. Brings it out and sort of... And when he flaps it, uh, it immediately changes style. And then he flips it, and it changes again. My dear friend... One hell of a coat. You have brought out a garment specifically made to delight me to my very soul. <laughs> I I know this might be forward since we just met not one moment ago, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I believe that you can find love when you least expect it. And if you love this coat and I do I by very extension much do. me, then I appreciate it all the more. Wow. <laughs> so we have the coat. Yes. We have the three-piece suit. Which color would you prefer? I think I would like to go with a a wine dark, sort of a burgundy. Oh, perfect. Okay. I want to blend, but I don't want to... You want to blend, <laughs> but you don't want to... Uh, to, to wilt. <laughs> Kindred spirits right here. 
Uh, great. Well, the coat I will price at, let's say, 150 gold. And all then right. the two separate pieces together, uh, all together is 50 gold. So maybe 200 gold for the total. Seems perfectly reasonable to me. You know what? If you don't mind me making a little bit of a strange request, um, I am so incredibly ready to part with this dress I have on. It has some negative history behind it. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cursed item, kind of like that ascot was. Understood. But what I do know is that the fabric it's made of is worth a hell of a lot more than it ought to be. So if you think you might be able to make something nice for somebody else out of it, I'd be happy to trade you for it if you like. I will say the dress... Uh, roll a persuasion check. Yeah, all right. Let me see if these dice are still cursed. 22. 22. Okay. <laughs> uh, he says, you know, it is a cut that we don't see around here very often. It's very threed right now. There's yeah. not a lot of garments out here right now that are that style, and it's selling like hotcakes, so... I mean, trust me, I'd be real happy to give up a little piece of threed. How about I take that, and I knock 35 gold off the price? Perfect. Okay. So that leaves us at 165 gold? I'm good with that, that if you great. are. Yeah, that sounds great. Perfect. Um, you trade out. Uh, there are dressing rooms where you go, you can go get changed immediately. Can I spend, like, five gold on a new cute little bolo tie for Stump? Aww. Absolutely. Like, there are a couple different ones. Is there one that has a little compartment that opens up so you could put something in it? Oh, yeah, you got one you can put something in? He'd love that. He sort of thinks to himself and goes, I do, hold on. And <laughs> brings out brings out another one. It is, um, it's sort of simple on the outside. Like, there, there's sort of a design on it, but it's not, it's not like a picture of anything. It's gold with like a black, with black string. And he clicks it open and there's like a tiny compartment inside, like, you could put like a D4 in it. Nice. Yeah, he'd like that real well. He likes stuff you can put stuff in. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Uh, I'll throw that in for the five extra gold. <laughs> sure. Great. He throws that, throws that in for the five extra gold, uh, bringing it to 170. Great. And says, well, it was a pleasure doing business with you all today. If there's anything else, let me know. I'm at one bad stitch. What's your name? My name is Clovis Lettering. Of course it is. It was lovely to meet you. Make sure this isn't the last time we see you here at One Bad Stitch. It oh, will it not sure be. It sure won't be. Perfect. We look like a million gold, if I must say. <laughs> Hayden, that was amazing. Oh my god, I feel like myself again. It's like I can breathe again. And look what I've got these pockets. As you're exiting One Bad Stitch... You, this person suddenly drops down in front of you, and oh. it's Charlie. Oh, oh. hi, kiddo. Oh. How you doing? Lands almost superhero style in front of you and goes, wow, I've, I've never been able to do that before. Uh, well, hi, look at oh. you, kiddo. Best damn magician's apprentice this side of three. Thanks. Give me a moment okay. for my heart to start, stop jackrabbiting before you say anything else. <laughs> It's okay, um, Nobody's trying to hurt you. Two things. Yeah. Two things. One, yes. Professor told me to make a general sweep of Twin River. I did. I ain't seen anybody from Jameson. No way. Oh, no, no wagons, no, like, armor guard, nothing. Uh, second. What was second? Oh. Stump was chasing a kid 
that Sorry? doesn't sound like a stump like thing to do. Like, why was he chasing a kid? I don't. Did the kid I don't look know. at him sideways? I, I, I sort of I, like I saw I saw stump and I was gonna I was gonna fly down to say hi, but he was chasing a kid and then they disappeared down into like the lower levels of Twin River. I don't. I couldn't follow him after that. Did you see him come back? I haven't. No, I haven't seen him yet. That might require some follow up. Honey, can you take us to where you last saw him? Yeah, here. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take you. Uh, and Charlie starts to lead the way. And with that, let's flip over to Stump. Yes, uh, let's. <laughs> let's uh... I'm sure you're having a great time. Stump, you are hanging by your feet. A figure just walked out of the shadows, removed her hood, and revealed herself as Grand Inquisitor of the Eternal Flame, Lucinde Courtois. And she looks at you, and she says, You have something of someone it is imperative that I find. And... As much as your merrymaking brings joy to Master LaMarche, I must admit my heart is not warmed by the occasion. In fact, nothing warms my heart but the eternal flame. Sounds like uh, you need like a Tums or something to to help with that heartburn. Hmm. Mm. Most dad shit. Not the time, not the time. Stump, I will only ask you once. Where is the stranger? I don't know. And that is the truth. She stands up, sort of brushes her robes, then turns to Lamarch and says, Release him. And Lamarch sort of looks at her and goes, Uh... Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna let him go. You heard him. He doesn't know. And it is the truth. She waves her hand, and the locks on your ankles click, and you fall on your head. Oh, Ow. Ah. Oh, you, I mean, you, you, I appreciate it. You couldn't give me, like, a, a heads up? Uh, you take five points of bludgeoning damage as what? you land, hitting the ground. <laughs> as you're sort of gathering yourself, Courtois grabs you with frightening speed. Grabs you by the hands, and a knife appears in her hands, and the ropes are cut from your wrists. I don't often get to say this, but it has been a pleasure meeting both of you. Hopefully we can, you know, maybe collaborate again in the future uh, I'll find you if that's the case goodbye Courtois says I hope that someday you are able to accomplish something that warrants your soul returning to the eternal flame it's gonna have to go somewhere it is you grab all the stuff and as you go for the stranger's hat, Courtois places her hand on it, and she says, no. Well, it was fun to have it while it lasted. See you around. Maybe we can get dinner sometime. <laughs> and I'll grab my stuff, put on my bandolier of uh, vials, and, and head out. A look sort of crosses her face as you say that, and you walk out. As you 
walk out of the room, uh, you find that you're sort of in this, like, dungeon area. You see light sort of filtering in from bars above you. Uh, and as you're walking away, you hear Lamarche turning on Courtois and saying, What are you thinking? You're hoping to get your man, and I'm hoping to get paid. And I don't know how that's going to get accomplished by letting our only lead go. Uh, and you don't hear Courtois saying anything in return. The second I, like, turn a corner, mm. I'm going to cast non-detection on myself. Oh, okay. brilliant. Uh, which I can do once per day, because I'm a deep a surf neblin. And then, bless you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm also going to use one use of my other Swerf Neblin abilities, Swerf Neblin camouflage. Man, I should say Swerf Neblin even more. That's great. Which will give me advantage on a stealth check. Okay. You emerge from this sort of dungeon. Uh, you are on the lowest level of Twin River. You actually see that the dungeon is situated in the mud below mm. Twin River. And is sort of a place that is in danger of flooding, almost by design. That's that's fun. Spooky. Wait, so so what did you roll for stealth? Nineteen. Okay. As you leave, you see a couple city guards uh, guarding the dungeon area. You also see a few people who are very much not city guards. You see they're dressed in complete black attire. No frills or anything, just skin-tight sort of bodysuits. Their face included behind a cowl. And on the cowl, a red stripe runs down the side of the masks on their face. Stump, roll an insight check. Sick, 22 again. 22, wow. Nice. The guards do not know what to make of these folks. These ones are not the usual crowd. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of head the other way. I mean, I was like nonchalant through crowds. You know, I'm small, maybe trying to cut through some back alleys. Um, okay. Yeah, you start heading back up. Let's cut back to Salome and Hayden. <laughs> We've just been moseying on down in our new looks. <laughs> Charlie, look at Hayden's coat. Did you see that? Isn't it nice? Show them what it does. Show them what it does. I've just been spinning in circles for 10 minutes like, oh, not again to the left. <laughs> no, back to the right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that does look great. Right, honey, don't get dizzy now. <laughs> Charlie is leading you down a flight of stairs. Um, the deeper you go, like, down the levels of Twin River, it's less sort of, like, platforms from one place to it, like, wooden beams and, like, bridges crossing and becomes more like rope bridges and, like, sort of Ooh. less structured and the farther down uh, the less there are shops like the little bun and one bad stitch and more shops like um, the cutthroat and the last pillar and the big bun <laughs> the big bun the big bun famously <laughs> parent company of the little bun <laughs> that's at the bottom level of twin river the hey, big not- bun Honey, I know you had your heart set on the little bun, but I think the big bun might be where it's at. I could. Given our track record, we might fit in better down here anyway. It's less busy down here than it is up top. People are still sort of like moving from bridge to bridge. Charlie leads you down a separate flight of stairs and says, all right, I don't know where he went after this. Ooh. Thank you, Charlie. And I, I, I think Hayden and I might be able to handle this ourselves. Why don't you go back up and check in with the professor? Maybe let him know. What's happened? Yeah, no, and and if Jameson shows up, what do we do? If Jameson shows up, 
It's been real nice meeting y'all. Turn tail and run. Okay. Well, yes, I'm, feel free to abandon us. We can take care of ourselves. I yeah, it's don't okay. quite know how I feel about that. Um, Let's put it this way. We'll have an easier time making it through if we're not also worried about checking in on you and making sure you're okay. Okay. I'll, I'll check in. I'll check in with the professor. And Charlie leaves. Well, Hayden, I did pick up a little trick from Philomena that might come in handy. Oh, did you? I believe I can make one or the other of us invisible for a little while. Ooh. About an hour. All right. I gotta cast some spells and things if we get into fight, so I think you're already stealthier than I am. I think it might be good to to make you invisible if you're fine with it. Sure thing. I know how much it hurts you to, to go invisible with a coat like that, but <laughs> it's only an hour. I'll have plenty more opportunities to show it off. Oh, imagine you coming out of invisibility. Oh, unveiling it? Unveiling the... Yes. What a reveal! I'm, like, casting invisibility on Hayden as we're talking about that. I can't wait for you to come out crossbow. You got me excited. Coat billowing in the wind. Incredible. <laughs> this uh, invisibility, is it from your paladin side or your warlock side? No, this is a warlock spell, baby. This is a warlock spell. Okay. Yeah, I took that third level of warlock because Salome did not deserve a paladin level. <laughs> <laughs> you you place your hand on the revolver at your belt, and this sort of darkness surges up from it through your arm, up and around through your other arm, and into Hayden followed by a pulse of transparency that quickly spreads over Hayden and vanishes them entirely. Sorry, that was a little spooky. I haven't done that before. No, it's part of the vibe. Yeah. Completely fine. I saw that shadow again. We might have to talk about that later. Let's find Stump. Well, you can't just... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. You can't just drop that. <laughs> Can we do an investigation check for Stump? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is it is it investigation? investigation? Is it survival? What perception? What are we working with? Yeah, I th- I think it's I think it's investigation because you are looking intently for something. Groovy. Right? All right. Or someone. That's a that's a sweet sweet two to investigation for Salme. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It just was. It, the shadow just came over and leaned over that mage we killed. I don't really know what happened. Well, <laughs> oh my god, I got a seven. We're just not going to find him. <laughs> with a seven. Uh, with a seven, it is, it's tough to track. Um, you know what, Salome? I know exactly where he is. He is in the big bun. I'm just going to go get some food real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we go get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's an action. You'll stop being invisible. My mom always said it's hard to think on an empty stomach. <laughs> Let's go get a snack. We'll come back. We'll try again. You know what? I You're- am currently invisible, so you'll need to get a bun for me. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll go. I'll go get you a big bun. You keep oh looking God. around. All right. I come yeah. back with snacks like half an hour later. Oh my God! You don't uh, know where they are because they're invisible. <laughs> the line is so long at the big bun. With a um, with a seven, it yeah, it's tough to track down here. It's dark. There are like lights hanging from each of the beams that sort of hold the bridge up. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the light comes in from the sides of the bridge where, like, it's still daylight out. Towards the middle of the bridge, it gets a little darker. Where you're at right now, there's not a lot of people around. You actually see one person, sort of this cackling old lady, sitting out on her front porch. 
And that's kind of it. Like, you see people, like, scurrying from alley to alley. But, like, this is the only person who's sort of just, like, there. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she looks like she's been there a while. Couldn't hurt to ask. I walk up to the woman. Yeah. Um, so she's cackling on a bench? Yeah. You uh, sort of navigate the swing bridges over to sort of this porch that she sits on. She's in a rocking chair. And she's sort of just cackling to herself, and she's she looks at you as, she, as you come up, and she says, Why, you're a face I've never seen before. <laughs> Hi, ma'am. Uh, any chance you want to let me in on the joke? The joke? Yeah. Oh, honey, everything's a joke. When you live as, <laughs> when you live as long as I do, ain't nothing serious no more. That is one of the most comforting things I've heard in a while. Uh, I, I hate to bother you on your, on your rocking chair, but... Uh, any chance you've seen uh, a little little guy, Black Stetson, chasing a little kid through here? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> More times than you can count, but... <laughs> Sometime in the last hour or so. I'm going to have her roll an intelligence check. Did I you have to say, it's great meeting another member of the Fiddle Faddle family? Extended <laughs> 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 <Sended> relatives. <laughs> I tell you what. Not... 30 minutes, 30, 40. What are we talking about? Let's not worry too much about uh, the a time. Fellow, a fellow in a Stetson. Yeah, chasing a kid. I did see that. 40, 40, 40 <laughs> A direction maybe? Yeah. A while which, back uh, ago. All right. Came down those stairs right there. The ones that you came down from. Sure, sure enough. I've been, wa- um, I've, I've been watching you. I bet you have. <laughs> well, if if you were watching them, too, which way they head mm-hmm. off to? Well, I saw them sort of come on down the down the, down this sort of drawbridge right here, this sort of string bridge right here. Yes, ma'am. And I saw, I saw the little feller in the hat grab the kid. And I was going to oh. say something. I was going to say, you can't grab a kid like that. That's a little out of character. Well, yeah. Picked, picked up this kid by the, by the scruff of the neck, and then he just passes right out. Oh, hell. And I, I thought maybe from exhaustion or, or who knows what. But then a couple people came out of the other alleyways, and I said, well, that kid grabber's a goner. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. This is a bad look for my friend in more ways than one. Uh, what? Where? Where did the kid grabber get grabbed to? I I tell you, he got picked up by one person, and I remember her plainly. She's the scariest looking woman I've ever seen in my life. What'd she look like? I wasn't able to get a good look at her, seeing as how she was almost completely covered in black robe. But even even with the black robe, one cannot hardly mistake glowing red eyes like like the blood red moon. I think in that moment, Hayden might just start booking it. Yeah, we gotta go. But have we gotten a direction from her yet? She, uh, she says after after they grabbed this person, they kid included all left into that distance over that way. Okay, thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate it. We really gotta go. Oh, all right. Well, y'all have a 
day. I mean, I hope you find your kid grabber. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. All right. Thank you so much, man. Take care and enjoy whatever's funny. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> yeah, we run away. Great. Y'all start heading down Twin River as Stump is heading up uh, until Hayden, in the distance, you see a Spurf Neblin, a very familiar Spurf Neblin, uh, ascending a staircase sort of across town. Okay, I run up, grab Stump, and pull him into the nearest alleyway. <laughs> Invisible. Holy shit, what? <laughs> what is happening? Oh my god. I think I just let you go do it. I catch up with you slow. <laughs> Stump, Stump, are you alright? Are you, are you hurt? Is this... What happened? Uh, Who got uh, you? Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. Fell on my head, but we're good with that. Um, I think uh, you might be holding on to my amulet a little longer than we intended. We should probably keep moving. Are you being Are you being pursued? Are you being uh, somebody chasing you? Uh, probably being followed, but not Ooh. aggressively. They won't find you. Wait, Stump, where's the hat? They took it. Who took it? Your old friend uh, Courtois took it, who turns out to be uh, Grand Inquisitor of the Church of the Eternal Flame, as well as our friend in this town, uh, Maverick LaMarche. Oh. They're working together? Yeah. Friends, this is a talk for later. We have to go. Y'all can't be seen together, I think. Uh, if you're no, being absolutely not. pursued and they're looking for you, I can make you invisible one more time. I don't know if they're necessarily looking for you, Hayden. They're looking for the stranger. They will not find the stranger. That I can guarantee. Yeah, so they thought I was the stranger because of the hat. And if you don't have the hat, there's nothing tying you to being the stranger at the moment, especially because you've never been out here. And it sounds like something happened out here. I just think y'all can't be seen together because anybody that... Anyone that you talk to, they will think is who they're looking for. Well, from this alley, I'll disguise self into a halfling. Maybe a dwarf. I'll be a dwarf. Be a little different. I'm going to be a, a dwarf with a big old bushy beard. <laughs> Look, I don't want to leave that hat behind, but I do not want to meet any high inquisitor named Courtois. I think we all want to stay in the same general area, but maybe we try not to stick too close together. We get somewhere a little more populated, and all of us just look like we're there alone. Yeah, I mean, what time is it? How are we, how are we getting close to ancient uh, people's talk time? I'll say about... Two hours have passed, so um, so it's six. We told the professor we would meet him, so maybe I will fill them in. Do you think he's got any, like, gnome-sized costumes? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's got whatever you need. Well, you want some costumes? Yeah, we could dress me up as someone else. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I-, I think the thing to do right now is to make a nice, staggered exit. So, Stump, if you want to get out of here now, Hayden and I won't be too far behind you, okay? Okay, yeah, I will... Uh, before I leave, I disguise self as like a dwarf. It's got a big bushy beard that's got like some braids in it and kind of just like long flowy hair, but maybe like a little bit disheveled clothes, but not like stuff that fits the the lower the lower levels. Okay. And where are the other two of you going? I just want to wait a little while and then follow. Okay. I'm invisible, so I can just go with you. <laughs> yeah, Hayden can just come right with me. I just wanted to give Stump a minute to, like, stagger the exit so that it doesn't look like we're together. Okay. Well, it seems like I am hanging up, my, hanging up my persona for the time being. I think we can find it for you. And I think we can keep you safe from these folks. I really do. All right. Well, we'll do what we can. Stump, you head to the stables. Uh, there's a stable hand. You see, like, the 
sort of carts in the stable are lined up, uh, and Portens is down. Portens's is down the line. Uh, you do not see a Jameson wagon. Awesome. I head straight over to Portens' wagon. Yeah, you head to Portens' cart. Um, anything you're looking at in particular? Uh, for his chest of costumes, disguises. Yeah, you. Disguises. Um, you know that the cart is locked, uh, as Portens is paranoid about his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you have ways around that. Hmm. Oh, sure. yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, why don't you roll? <laughs> okay, uh, so it's going to be, what, dexterity plus proficiency, because I'm proficient yep. in thieves' tools. Um, mm-hmm. Dirty 20. Okay. With a dirty 20, you finagle with the lock a little bit. It clicks, comes open. Uh, you open the back. There is a chest there. I'll say with a dirty 20, you're also able to open it. All of um, the disguises of the professor's past performances. There is a tuxedo for Professor Portens. There is a robe for Elder Elias. There's there's like a nun costume that you're not able to <laughs> recognize. Absolutely do not pick the nun costume. Yeah, no, you don't want to be church affiliated right now. Um, I was going to try to do maybe just try to look as like academic as possible. Yeah, as we go to this, uh, like the suit, maybe with the portent beard. Okay, you uh, you take the only suit in there is the Professor Portens tux, <laughs> and Professor Portens is on the smaller side, so you do you are able like it loosely fits you. You do look like an ill tailored magician. Oh, can I use my tinker tools to like mess with the fit of these a little bit? To mess with a suit? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think as a, as a, I haven't done this before. As an artificer, I think I get, uh, with my thieves' tools, artisan tools, I can magically create one set of artisan's tools in an unoccupied space. And be proficient with them. And be proficient with them. Uh, Stump, you are able to tinker with the suit to make it a little more tight-fitting. You are able to spirit gum a beard on once you turn back into your regular self. Roll a deception check. Oh no! Oh, God. How'd you do, bud? That's a that's a three. Woo! <laughs> Could be worse. Have, you have trouble with the spear gum, like it sticks to your fingers, and then there's like <laughs> hair like sticking to your fingers, and the beard is patchy at best. <laughs> right. But to the regular person, you would not look like yourself. Great. Uh, yeah. Satan, uh, Satan and Holame. Satan sure. and Holame. What are we up to? Hey, Where are y'all Satan. Heading? I mean, I just want to go catch the professor up. Okay. Uh, yeah, y'all head to where the professor is. He's sitting underneath the clock tower. Like he's waiting at your meeting point. A full like forty-five minutes early. Like full dad mode. <laughs> Cute. Just like arms across his chest, sort of sitting there, and he says, "Oh, there you are. How'd you enjoy yourselves?" Outfit shopping was nice. The rest of it, not great. Okay. I will say, just to start off, uh, the nom de plume that I provided to you when we first met, never speak that word again for your own safety. Just for the rest of your life. Yeah. Time for a name change. Got it. Yeah. Strangers and Hey, if you got any alliterative ideas, you let us know. Uh, I can come up with something. <laughs> Yeah, also, I think Stump might be in your wagon playing dress-up right now, but we gotta pretend not to know him. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Listen, it's, it's real important. It's kind of a life-or-death situation. Uh, somebody's For- forgiveness after... Forgiveness rather than permission. Got it. I, 
Yeah. It's fine. It's, it is not the first time you've pulled sleight of hand on me, and unfortunately, I do not believe it will be the last. Probably not. Unfortunately, at this point, it's starting to be endearing. <laughs> oh, good. Let's hold on to that emotion. <laughs> yeah, keep keep that with you. Hey, look, turnabout's fair play. I, I got pockets to pick. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we still want to check out the uh, the presentation, Dr. Bancroft's presentation. And uh, we sure. just have to pretend not to know each other. You might want to pretend not to know us, too. Do I? Do you want me attending the presentation? Not if you don't want to. That's Great. entirely up to you. <laughs> Great. And he crosses his legs <laughs> and like, pulls out a newspaper. And he says, I could not give two shits. Oh, hey, speaking of that newspaper, I don't know how many uh, folks you're going to be. I mean, I'm sure you'll be on the road well before we are, but maybe let some folks know that things weren't what they seemed. I, I have a feeling that some unrest might be called for down the line. Planting good seeds. Yeah. Sure. And if you see my hat anywhere, let me know, but don't. Don't interact at all with whoever's wearing it. I'll keep that in mind. Don't read too much into the why behind that one. That is my favorite thing to do is to not look is to not ask questions. Yeah, just you don't know any of us. Sure. Uh, let's go to the sure. presentation. <laughs> you go to the presentation. <laughs> the what? <laughs> yeah, was that what you, you? I thought that was what you said. No, I said let's go to the presentation. Oh, I heard presentation, and well, I thought that was presentation. Y'all, y'all head on over to the person tanction. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are heading for the Twin River Auditorium. It is this large sort of multi-purpose space. It's one of those buildings that wasn't sort of intended to be an auditorium any more than it was intended to be like a large meeting hall or like a, I mean, even people... You know, play sports in here sometimes. Like it's a uh, <laughs> what sports? The, what sports? They got rec league, pickleball. They got dodgeball. They, they have, <laughs> you know what? They have a dodgeball league. What? You know what? Do I they love take? That for them. Do they take pickup? Do they have pickup dodgeball? Is there a sign outside? This is pickup dodgeball yeah, Thursday nights. Yeah, like it's sort of like a, you pay two dollars, you get to play dodgeball all evening. Oh, I signed us up for for dodgeball. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna stay in Twin River until there's dodgeball. You better be careful because that ball is amazing. Look, if we ever, oh no, I think we can <laughs> handle it. <laughs> I'll just take catapult. Yeah, I signed us up for a rec league dodgeball after all this okay. is blown over. A, a full a full league. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get shirts and everything. We're here for four months. What? We have something else going on. We joined the Church of the Eternal Flame so we can join their softball team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go up to Courtois, you're like, hey, I know that you have an opening. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, you need somebody at first base. <laughs> incredible. Y'all all head into the Twin River Auditorium. Um, before you head in, Hayden, do you take the opportunity to disguise? Absolutely. I'm going to change into a... Sweet and unassuming little halfling professor with the largest spectacles you have ever seen in your life. They're definitely designed for, like, a Goliath, but for some reason this is the only prescription that this little guy can get, and he is ready to learn. <laughs> yeah, no, you uh, head on in. Mm -hmm. There's, like, chairs seated out in rows uh, on one side of the room is the stage there's an easel with like a sign on it and you see sort of stuffy academics talking to one another um, lots of 
lots of men and women in tweed jackets uh, with arm patches, a couple people like holding pipes. And you see that sort of there is this bottom floor, there are rooms along the backside, and then there is a second floor, sort of like a a balcony along the back wall with uh, rooms as well, as if you can like, you can take a staircase up to the second floor and there are like rooms up there too. A couple of stands are set up with artifacts and information displayed on signs. Where where do y'all go? Can we clock our our quarry, the speaker of the night? Sure. Uh, roll a. Uh, all of you can roll a perception check. Ten. Okay. That's a six. Nine. <laughs> can I do investigation? Now that you've rolled perception, no. Well. All right, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll let you do per- in investigation instead. I'm going to keep the same roll and just add my investigation modifier to it. Okay. It's a dirty 20. What? Oh, that's a hell of a difference, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I have a zero to perception and a plus 10 to investigation. <laughs> that's brutal. Here, here's the thing. Here's my argument. I am actively... Looking f- to find somebody. Yeah, no, that, no, listen, I got you and it makes sense. I just have to be very careful <laughs> now, from now on, to <laughs> watch your ass in, in what is perception and what is investigation. Because, Stump, you immediately clock Helena Bancroft. <laughs> You see that there is one group of people, and all of them sort of seem to be, like, talking to the same person. You know, when when someone is sort of the center of attention, and all of the rest of the group is sort of talking to them instead of everyone. And the person they're talking to is this small cobalt woman. Uh, she wears a cardigan over a simple dress. Her dark hair is pulled back into a tight bun and grays at the temples. Um, she has a small pair of spectacles perched at the end of her snout. And at the moment, she is talking to all of these sort of fellow researchers. Uh, some of them look to be investors. It, she is sort of neck deep in schmoozing right now. Stump turns to the others and kind of just whispers, Do we all want to stay in here and watch? Or do we want to kind of... Someone, I'm thinking myself, could snoop a little? I believe given our current situation, it might be best to talk to this woman as quickly as possible. I know that this speech may be quite interesting, but we don't want her to be pulled aside by someone we're trying to avoid before we get the chance to have a little chat. I think we owe it to her to at least let her know that I think she might be in danger. I don't know if that's something we can do without scaring her too much, but... I mean, we should do the best we can, right? I feel like I would be pretty good at, you know, relaying some difficult news. Yeah, I mean, and you know, for all we know, she might not be. It's just that the Jamesons have been sort of leaving... Wait, uh, Salome, I'm... N- you just walked right past that. I, Did I'm I? not sure we can... Oh, are you the one, <laughs> Stump? I mean... I know you, I love you, but are we sure that you are the best suited to this particular mission? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I mean, I I could get in and get out and be like, hey, some people look for you and then peace out real quick. No one would even know I'm there. You're not exactly the face that puts minds at ease, if you know what I mean. What do you mean? Okay, I you could go fuck yourself it. too, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I can't change my face. Stump, I think you could do a great job. I think this is a learning opportunity. You just got to uh, be real gentle. Okay, I okay, I'll uh, noted. You can do it. I, I, 
believe in you. I think you can do it. You know what, buddy? Why don't you just give it a try? <laughs> it's about that time a, a what looks to be a hurried like student. He's wearing a like a button-up shirt with a bow tie. He's sort of on the young side, probably like 20 or so. Uh and he's he walks over and says, "Uh, excuse me. Uh my name is Gary. I'm a grad student with the University of Echo, and I wanted to um, ask if you had been uh, shown around yet. We have some food tables over there. Has someone collected your um, admission? You know, they absolutely did. Hi there. My name is Bartholomew Gigglespasm. It's lovely to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see the youngins interested in our... <laughs> A little club here, but no, we were we have gone through the whole walk. We are all good. Thank you for checking in. Okay, great. Um, it's almost time for the presentation, so um, let me know if you have any questions. But um, we'll be seated over there within the next, you know, five minutes or so. You know what? Actually, while we got you, uh, I was wondering if might be we might be able to arrange a little uh, little convo, a little tete a tete with the good doctor once she's finished with her speech. Oh, uh, absolutely. We are looking to further our, um, our, our, our financial backing for future research endeavors, so we hope that the presentation will inspire you to be generous. Oh, sure. And absolutely, uh, she will be meeting with people afterwards for any questions about the presentation or about, you know, um, possible business dealings. Well, you know what? You just let her know that we got some grants burning holes in our pockets here, and we'd love to chat her up. How about that? Oh, okay. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, uh, I'll go let her know. <laughs> Gary, All right. Gary, real uh, quick. Uh, yes. Y'all got any uh, active sort of tentative investors that are already kind of bought in or anything like that? Uh, I. Anyone you're in talks with? Oh well. Um. I don't know how much of that information to disclose. It is sort of sensitive financial information. However, I will say that um, we've gotten a couple of very interested letters from some um, large like organizations outside of town, uh, which have been really cool. Um, uh, some say that uh, I think we're meeting with a with a couple representatives after the presentation from a sort of large name company. I I, I can't name drop but um gary i think you might be preaching to the choir a little bit as it were um my husband is actually uh, one of the higher-ups at jameson so i was just seeing if we had any uh oh competing offers so, oh we're meeting with you then okay uh, yeah fantastic. Right. i'm so excited thank you for studying it thank you so much for coming um let me know if y'all need anything of course thank you so much the second that kind of stump hears that information that they're meeting with Jameson. He goes and kind of slinks away from this conversation to go kind of get closer to her. Good call. Great. To Dr. Bancroft? Yeah. You said there's like artifacts and stuff on the table? Yes. Okay. About two minutes before the presentation starts because I think um, this lasts about ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh, did we, get a, did we get a short rest at some point during the day? Like after the morning? I will say that you probably got a short rest in sort of the downtime. Perfect. Um, so in that case, I think I want to cast another uh, Detect Evil and Good. Okay. And go take a look at any of the artifacts or any of the like things that are on the table. And then that would also... I just want to keep it up throughout the presentation and stay pretty close to the stage. Okay. And like watch 
with that active, just in case there's anything that might trigger that similarly to the amulet. You head over to the table. You cast this. Um, once again, you see like a tiny bit of desecration in stump. Has any transferred to Hayden after Hayden took on the amulet? You do not see any signs of it in Hayden just yet. However, Great. you do know that Stump has been holding onto the amulet longer. Got it. Uh, you head over to the table. You see a number of objects. Like, you see a couple of, like, pictures of manuscripts. A couple pictures of, like, bass reliefs. Your blood sort of runs cold for a second. Because at the end of the table is an amulet. However... <laughs> your detect evil and good is up and there is nothing emanating from it. Hmm. Ooh. And it looks the same as the others? You can roll an investigation check if you want to get more information. Yeah, did we go to do that together? Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to be scanning the crowd okay. for any signs of eternal flame religious garb or just, like, looking at all headgear I can find to see if I see the feather. Okay. <laughs> Sounds Check it good. out, headgear. <laughs> what, what would the role be to just, like, look into it, I guess? I will take arcana. I'll take yeah. religion. I'll take investigation. <laughs> They're all minus two. It does not matter. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's still a 16. Okay. With a, six okay. with a 16, <laughs> you look at it more closely... It is a replica. It is mm. not a genuine amulet. It is, it's a prop. That could actually be just like, is it a, is it a good one? It would be good to someone who doesn't know what they're looking for. It looks like it was built by someone who did not have a firsthand copy to take a look at. Okay, I'm going to leave the amulet there, but just sort of wander around and talk, uh, like brush by Hayden. Uh, and just say, there's a replica of the amulet over there that might come in handy if someone were to uh, liberate it. Oh, it'd be, a, it'd be a shame if something happened to it. I know, it's a pretty damn good one, too. And then I just run away and get some canapes and wait for the presentation to start. <laughs> <laughs> um, have, I, have I spotted anything? Should uh, I roll? roll? Roll investigation on your headgear check. <laughs> That's only a 12. Okay. With a 12, you are scanning the crowd. A couple people are wearing hats, but you're not you're not seeing the feather right now. Mhm. Mm you are pretty confident that no one is wearing your hat of disguise in here right now. Um then yeah, I will I will casually stroll past the artifacts and I actually I will hang out at the artifacts table and then when they start the announcement for the presentation is when I'll take my opportunity to nick it. Okay, cool. Stump, is there anything that you're doing during this time? Yeah, you're, you're so, getting close to Helena Bancroft, right? Yeah, so a couple things. I want to grab just like a piece of paper. It could be like a fold, a flyer. Okay. Just a piece of paper. Yeah. And in it, I'm going to use my artificer's magical tinkering ability to imbue it with a sh really short verbal message, recorded message that says, be wary of Jameson representatives. For more information, meet at the wet rat. And it's going to be a folded piece of paper. 
that that will message will activate when she, someone when she opens it. Okay. Or I guess when someone opens it, it doesn't have to be her. Okay. Then, as I get close, does it look like she wants to be part of the conversation that's happening now? Um, or does she look like she's kind of getting talked at? This is this is very much her attempting to sway people to give her money. Oh, she's doing the schmoozing. Yeah, yes, yes. There are a lot. Okay. There's a lot of. There's a lot of people with money here. A lot of this event is to cater to people who want more information about this and who might throw money her way in order to keep this kind of information coming. <laughs> I look disheveled as hell right now, so I'm probably not gonna be able to do too much with that. <laughs> Just got your ass beat going to a like gala. <laughs> yeah. Um, your mustache is askew. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump into her. Okay, I'm gonna do a reverse of what I would used to do back in the day. <laughs> so instead of bumping into her and taking something, you're and gonna bump into her. Take and something. Plant I'm bumping into her. Yeah. Give her. Okay. Almost like palm the piece of paper into her hand. Ooh. Roll a sleight of hand check. Oh yeah, twenty-five. That's the way we Ooh, there do it. There it is. There it is. You are making your way over to the group. You feign a stumble and a stumble. A stumble. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That's so yeah, silly. You know what? That's what this is called: feigning a stumble. Yeah, fuck it. You feigned this move. You feigned a stumble. You. Um, <laughs> Everyone falls for the classic stumble. I love a good stumble. <laughs> you stumble, and it's sort of that thing where someone stumbles next to you, and you instinctively catch them. Uh, she does that. She's able to put down her glass of champagne really quick and just hold mm-hmm. you, and she goes, Oh, are you all right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I just, uh, it's been a long day. I was walking really, really far to, you know, get here. Right. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. I want to make sure I make, like, an elongated eye contact so there's kind of just like a little bit of like recognition of like this is who I am okay <laughs> just like like this is who I was coming to if you come this is who is going to talk to you eye contact because I have okay. a shitty disguise on okay <laughs> oh god that's right you do <laughs> you oh no you just got your ass beat you got a fake beard you look a mess your suit doesn't fit yeah, you a um, black eye and spirit gum all over your face. <laughs> you slip the piece of paper into her hand as you make prolonged eye contact. <laughs> well, when you say it like that, it's weird. It's weird she when you did it. Sort of looks at she looks at you confused, and you see her just sort of like nonchalantly put her hand in her pocket, and then she turns sort of back to the group at hand. And you think that she is, she's going to look into this when she has time. Sorry. Sorry. Looking forward to your, to your, your talk here. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And then I'm going to look for, I'm going to look for a place that's near exits to stand. Because I think the plan was to not stand together. Okay. Yeah. Our last public speaking event didn't go great. You, you head to Mm. the main doors. Of the auditorium, just like the back, just like the back. Yeah, you. Well, it, uh, okay. So, like when you enter, the seating space is sort of facing the left. So you're sort of off to the side of the. Oh, okay. Cool. Of sort of the main like seating area. Okay. 
as we all settle in for the speech, because our last public speaking engagement went the way it did, mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna make eye, like make sure that I have eye contact with Hayden and with Stump, like that I know where both of them are before this starts. Absolutely. Okay. And you all sit in sort of different places in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm parked over by the artifacts table so that I can do my little my little sneakery. You all sort of take your seats. I've taken an awkward amount of canapes. It's like a little, like it's it's like fine to take one, sort of fine to take two, and I took like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's coughing? And I definitely thought you said it's like there's too many toupees. No, <laughs> I've taken also like a couple toupees. So in the many crowd. toupees. <laughs> Stump has taken an awkward amount of toupees. <laughs> He's lifting them from people's. Who heads. knows when you're going to need them? <laughs> yeah, just snatching them. Professor Portens would like a souvenir from the talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, Dr. Bancroft takes the stage. Uh, everyone sort of applauds politely. All right. This is the moment I'm going to take. When people are being directed to their seats because okay. she's about to come out, ideally I can get advantage on this role because everyone is occupied doing a specific task. Yeah. I think that you would get advantage on this. I think the only person who would see you is Gary, but he is a single grad student trying to corral academics into their seats. Um, yeah. He sort of has his hands full. And everyone has to he, finish a 20-minute conversation before they get to their seats. Uh, oh, excuse oh, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these, these are academics. They have no intention of stopping talking anytime soon. Right. Okay. Let's make this happen. That's a solid 21. Okay, great. Yeah, the, yeah. DC, the DC to beat was like a 13. So you... Gary's passive perception is 35. <laughs> <laughs> they call him the Watcher. Um, <laughs> who watches the Watcher? <laughs> Can you... we have Gary? Can Gary be our friend? Honestly, if you pay for his lunch, he'll probably become your familiar. He's a grad student. Like... <laughs> you are able to sort of act like you're looking at one of the other pieces on the table and sort of nonchalantly slip it into your pocket. Perfect. And you all take your seat. Helena Bancroft comes to the front. Uh, There is a small lectern, that's the word, in front of her um, that she's sort of standing behind, has her notes. Uh, There is an like an easel behind her and Gary has a couple different like pictures that he can put up there and so uh the doctor comes to the front and says thank you all for coming and for your interest whatever your reason for attending today be it curiosity or a need to better understand the world we live in it is appreciated i've recently returned from an expedition to ancient ruins just an hour's ride south of here These were among the most ancient ruins I've come across. So old, in fact, that all other traces of their creators have been lost to the winds of time. Within these ruins, we found traces of something extraordinary. Something we've never encountered in our other travels. The exact thing we were hoping to find was a door. And Gary puts a picture on the easel and all three of you recognize what kind of door she's talking about she says that may sound a little underwhelming 
and uh, some of the people chuckle in the crowd. Uh, she says, a door is not usually topic of conversation, but so let me expand on that a little bit. See, I believe these doors to be central to the ruins. In fact, based on carvings and bas reliefs, I believe it may be the reason the ruins are there to begin with. We were unable to ascertain the exact material it was made from, but we believe it to be amongst the oldest creations in our known world. It predates the ruins surrounding it, and when I say that these ruins have already seen the rise and fall of kingdoms, it may begin to put into perspective just how old we're talking. So what's behind that door? Well, unfortunately, we're still unsure of that. As Dr. Bancroft talks, Stump, you're near the door. You hear a voice in your head that says, Hello, Stump. I wanted you to know that you did a fairly good job in disguising yourself, in running from us, but there is no real running from us. Next time you want to tie me up, maybe you could, you know, take me to dinner first or something. <laughs> Maverick Lamarch had you pinned. You are one to joke under pressure. I just wanted to give you a heads up as to this next part. I immediately look for the person pointing a finger at me. Okay. Uh, roll investigation. 21. Yeah. There is no one in this room pointing a finger at you. Um, since Salome and I have, like, have been keeping an eye out for each other, mm. uh, can we see Stump in any level of distress right now? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Stump, Stump makes do you that make it sound. obvious that you're distressed? <laughs> <laughs> I think you definitely see my eyes go wide and you see me start to look around. Great. <laughs> After this log pause, I respond to the message and say, what you think about? <laughs> what am I thinking about? The flame always fills my thoughts. In fact, within the church, there are differing thoughts. There are differing thoughts about the flame. There are those who believe that we are all a part of the flame, even you, Stump. And then there is the Order of the First Ember, to which I belong. We believe that when we are placed here, our paths are already forged in fire. Some of us are destined to join the flame and its warm embrace, and some of us are destined to never feel it. And so in that way, such great things as the end of a life become trivial because you're only hastening their true reward in the end. While she's talking, Stump's going to kind of get up and just kind of go along the wall towards the stage. Okay. Just kind of, just yeah. kind of like non, a little nonchalantly kind of. Yeah. Um, um, seeing Stump move like that and move toward the stage... Um, I get as close to the stage as I can and prepare an action to essentially, like, bodyguard for Dr. Bancroft. Okay. 
Um, you start like to jump in front of anything if it comes after her. Yeah, you start to get up. Uh, like, do you do you get up from your chair? Oh, I know <laughs> it's scoot with it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> awkward. I think Solomon gets up and does this thing of like, oh shoot, I'm so sorry. Excuse me, I, I forgot something. One second. Excuse me, so sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you sort of start making your way that way. Doctor Bancroft continues talking. She says. Uh, according to the release, the ancient people used a key to open the door. Almost a sort of a medallion. Uh, we have a replica on the table in the back, if anyone is interested after the presentation. But don't get too excited. It is just a replica. The ancient peoples would use this key to open the door. Gary is now sort of putting up pictures of bass reliefs. Uh, carvings of people holding a medallion to the door. The door opening. People heading inside. And the doctor says, It's my belief that these ancient people knew as little about the door as we did, venturing in and removing what seemed useful for them. Perhaps it was a rite of passage to journey into whatever caverns lay within. Regardless, this didn't last forever. And Gary puts one more placard up. And it's another relief, one of a large humanoid form emerging from the door, fire spreading from its outstretched hands. Um, scorching ancient people before it. And as that placard falls into place, Stump, you hear the voice in your head say, I hate to cut our conversation short, but I know that you and your friends are inside and some things are best left contained. As she says that, as people see the picture of the humanoid emerging from the door, the doors to the auditorium smash open. <laughs> Following on the sound of that smashing, you hear sort of a gasp arise from the audience. Dr. Bancroft sort of startles behind her lectern, and you hear a... Everyone turns... And in the doorway is a large panther-like cat. Instead of two front legs, it has four. Emerging from its shoulders are long <laughs> tentacles. Stump. Since you're in a unique corner of the room, no one's facing the back of the room except for you. Because you're facing the wall that the doors are laid into, you can see them, and you see a door open on the second floor. Two people in black with a red line on their face masks emerge from the door and draw swords. And that is where we'll pick up next time. Uh. Oh. oh, no! Okay. I, I almost Danger. was like, let's go to the second floor. I was yeah. this close to saying that one of us should go up there. I really thought you were going to. Thanks so much for listening to episode 10 of Mage Hand High Five, The Badlands. 
Thanks to Jacob Kersner for our orchestrations and Shane Smith for our logo and our cover art. Check out our website at www.magehandhighfive.com and look for us all across the social media landscape. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Discord. Wherever we may be, we're going to be there at Mage Hand High Five. We're making silly little skits. We're having great discussions with fans. We're having a grand old time. Come along and join us. Go to your podcatcher of choice and throw a five-star review our way. We had a couple of people who gave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts based solely on the trailer. So thank you to Lady Adelaide and N. Ritter for those reviews, and I really hope we didn't lose you somewhere along the way. Also, special shout out on Spotify to Diana Bacon, who has left us very specific reviews and comments on every single episode. Diana, we love you. Never change. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your foes about the show. Go down into the sewers and find that man, the man who's been haunting your dreams, who knows your thoughts, who knows your mind, but doesn't know how you feel about the show. So tell him about the show using the hashtag MHH5. And hey, Happy New Year. And how about a high five? <laughs>